I'm Katie. I'm Kylie. And this is You're Not Paranoid. Today. Today. Hello. Hello and it's, welcome. Yeah, here we are. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We're back, baby. Yeah, or as Moira says, baby. <laughs> the baby. John. Yeah, I was also realizing the other day, last night, I always think about the podcast, this sounds weird, right, like only late at night can I have like um, creative thoughts about the podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds strange, but like it's always during the period after 11.30 at night, usually like showering or like when you're like not distracted from the general world slash my fiance, um, not you, but me, and then I can actually think of these things. So like while I was in bed last night trying to fall asleep, all these things came to my mind. And then that's what we were talking about, our ideas earlier, and then we wrote them down. Mm-hmm. Also in my calendar, I wrote for some reason for today's recording that it was going to be from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. So I feel like oh, that was sweet. like a subconscious, <laughs> like that's your that's your thinking time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came to me. I was cracking myself up. I was thinking it'll be nice one day to get to the point where you could call people baby and not come off creepy. You know how like older people like, hey, baby, what's happening? I feel like I'm not at that point yet in my life that I can say that. You want to, though? I don't know. It was just it'll be interesting (laughs) one day to get to that maturity level that you can say it and not come off weird. Wait, who what old people are calling young people baby? Well, okay, so like my fiance's dad would do that, but he was like really like smooth about it. Like, hey, baby. But I couldn't, like, I can't call people baby. Maybe it's frowned upon. Yeah, I don't know if I he, like Okay, that. well, pause. He has since passed, so it's more of, like, an endearing thing that I okay. remember him by. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's, I guess, where I was going with that. My brain goes one, two, three, and then it gets to Z real fast, and that's where I made that connection ming- of, like... One, two, three, Z. <laughs> he, did I say one, two, three, or did I say ABC? I, I meant ABC. <laughs> Also, my brain is... I mean, that was a good metaphor for it. Yeah, you get it. That There you go. It's on purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the deep subconscious that just comes right out. It spits it out as it is. Yeah. Even though I preface all of that. It's fine. Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Apparently not. Whatever. Moving on. (laughs) I just don't use any sort of adjective to call people except for probably dude. And or Um, their names. Which yeah, so adjective. I don't, I'm not, so it just kind of sounds weird because I think of it as if I were going to say it and then I know I would just sound fake. <laughs> that's my point. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, where, like, at what point you can call people baby and it sounds genuine, but also baby or pet names come off as like, Yeah, I would suggest not calling anyone baby. Yeah, I know. At any age unless they are a baby. <laughs> or your significant other, maybe. Maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. I don't know. I was just... Hey, it, was just like, it was a thought. It was a thought. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, you can say whatever <laughs> you'd like. <laughs> I don't know why I went down that path. Anyways. That's all right. Here we are. And <laughs> now. And now we'll sit in silence while we figure out what we're talking about. No, just kidding. And set the mood. Yeah. Um, so this is a mini-sode. Yeah, it's yes. going to be a quickie. 
a quick update with no wink. Okay. <laughs> well, because the topic I is, know, yeah, it's, bad. it's not, it's not an ideal topic for that kind of conversation. Yeah, so it's a, serious. it's a serious update, but that Katie has for us on a major case development. Yeah, that happened while we were taking vacation. Spring break. Spring break, Barbara. Have you seen? There it is. You just said, baby. That's what I'm saying. So you just want to say it as an exclamation? Yeah, I guess. Just like not like necessarily call people baby. You just like walk down the street or like you're at a restaurant to the host. You're like, hey, baby. Yeah, that not (laughs) Not like that. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It just crossed my mind. We'll move on. (laughs) So case update. Shorter episode. Welcome. It's going to be fast. Welcome back. We're going to do this. Quickly, yeah. we're, we're not calling it a quickie. We're not. <laughs> My that's kind of what it is, but we're going to call it a serious quick update. A serious quick update. Okay, let's okay. hear it. We are going to do a quick serious update about the Kristen Smart case dun, because dun, dun. major developments have since occurred uh, since our last episode slash when we've last recorded. Yep, so. and it's a time to talk about it here we are yeah if you are not familiar i would highly suggest uh listening to the podcast called your own backyard by host chris lambert super heavy gnarly upsetting uh also a fun fact you might have also recommended it to me (laughs) did you recommend this podcast to me which one the your own backyard you recommended it to me okay because I saw the updates on the news and I was talking to my boyfriend about it and I, and we were like, oh, yeah, it's so crazy and talking about it. And I was like, did you ever listen to the podcast? And he's like, I told you to listen to it. <laughs> so I did like a double whammy because I've also done it to Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did it to him about something else. It's so okay. I did like two to him and one to you. Mm-hmm. So that's my um, my fun <laughs> fact for the day is i recommend things to people that have already recommended it to me (laughs) i totally have done that to you as well it's fun to do that because we only talk to so many people right and so it's like this either came from you or you gave me the idea one or the other it's kind of all fluid at this point yeah like your boyfriend's thoughts probably like he's probably you've probably given me which actually we're talking about now he gave you the idea but i'm like oh no it's from katie but actually Mm -hmm. it goes up upstream yeah kind of funny goes all the way to the top yeah um but so her case she went missing in 1996 from uh, san luis obispo or cal state cal polytechnic oh was Uh, it cal state or poly it's cal poly um slow Uh, okay why did i think it was cal state well i I think technically it is but it's like like california state university polytechnic at San Luis Obispo. People call it Cal Poly, but they Yeah, they call it like Cal Poly. Got it. And there's also one in uh, Pomona. Correct. The Polytechnic Schools of California. Um, (laughs) Anyways, that's not funny. Um, (laughs) I like when Katie's funny because she just goes full speed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so she disappeared uh, in 1996 from there. Mm -hmm. She, her body or herself has never been found. Huge mystery. Huge mystery. Um, For more than two decades, a billboard offering a $75,000 reward had stayed up in Arroyo uh, Grande which is where the suspects lived and live, and where 
Chris Lambert, the host of the podcast, also lived. So he saw that every day growing up because he was only six when she disappeared. Hence the title of the podcast being Your Own Backyard. Yeah. So he kind of, that was always in the back of his mind. And then uh, reading the article most recently, he was actually like an um, aspiring singer <laughs> who just couldn't get like her case out of his mind. Huh. And so I was like, you know what? I I have this recording equipment or something. And then he's like, why don't I just go and like talk to people about it? Huh. That gives me the chills. Yeah. And so he um, did this really good podcast. I mean, it was very popular when it happened. I think it's a couple years old mm -hmm. at this point. But since the updates, it's gone like vi like re-viral. Mm -hmm. Um I feel like this case, they're a little bit nicer to him, like the law enforcement, because in terms of the Golden State Killer, Michelle McNamara gets no credit and the like law enforcement kind of brush off contributions from mm -hmm. her and other like online uh, like activists or sleuths that were trying to like solve that case. Mm -hmm. So in this one, the law enforcement is very grateful to him. What and, the hell? And also, Sorry. Um, I mean, good for him, but also the other one that I did justice for Alyssa, same thing. Yeah. They kind of brushed off her, the sister Sarah's, um, involvement calling her passionate, but yeah. So anyways. hopefully since this is such a, well-known case mm -hmm. maybe that will kind of help change the tide or like take people like this a little bit more seriously yeah um because they do credit him with renewing like interest in the case mm -hmm. um and i mean from listening to it there are some parts where the um because i mean obviously it's been a few decades since this happened so it's yeah. been a lot of change of hands of detectives and sheriffs and like everyone involved but yeah. some of the more current ones were surprised at how Chris got some of this info. So, I mean, he was a very good, like, investigator in his own right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of credit was given to him, which I thought was nice. That is nice. Change of pace. Um, I was re when list because it was been a while since I listened to that episode or that podcast series. Mm -hmm. So the article was, like, coming, like, reminding me of some of, like, the weird like coincidences that he talked about. Yeah. I mean, so yes, she was like, I keep bouncing around. So no, I like it. It's the good. background is she disappeared. The last person she was seen with was a, like a um, fellow student named Paul Flores. Um, and basically from the podcast, it's kind of like everyone knows he either did it or like knew he knows something, he knows something, but like, due to lack of evidence and police dismissing. Yeah, like, for a long time, delay. it was like she just, like, went on vacation or whatever. Ran away. it was Memorial Day. Yeah. Either weekend or the Memorial Day. Right. Um, so it was even a few days before even it was taken seriously as a missing person. Um, so the update is that Paul Flores and his father, Ruben, were both arrested. Um, Paul Flores was arrested with murder charges and his father was arrested with accessory Dang. charges. So that's kind of the theory. And that's like basically the theory that Chris and most people had. You could, they could just never prove it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't read or re from what I was reading, I couldn't find specific reasons for the murder and accessory charges. And I'm, I'm sure assuming 
that'll be part of the trial. Um, but the prosecutor was saying that the theory, I mean, I kind of said already, but that uh, Paul Flores attempted to rape um, Kristen Smart and then either purposefully or accidentally killed her either in the process or after mm-hmm. and called his dad and he helped him get rid of the body. Cause aren't they saying that the body's on their property? Her body is on their property. Yes. That's one of the theories. Um, and that's one of the things that, um, is brought up in your own backyard. They did have a search warrant at one point that was closer in time of the disappearance, but still at that point, probably like a few years later, where they did have a search warrant to search the property and I think had part of the search warrant included digging and ground penetrating radar and yeah, they under didn't the do it. Uh, I thought so, they did, no? Well, I don't think so. And then I didn't look this up, but I think, because there have been several um, like more recent, I not updates, but like um, investigative things relating mm-hmm. to this case in the past couple years. Yeah. Um, and I think one of them was to get another search warrant for the property. Yeah. And I thought that one said that nothing came of that one either. Yeah. Cause I remember there being something recent and they're like, we looked, but there wasn't, but they didn't like, there was some caveat where it was like, they did everything, but I could be also the mixing flower this bed. up. The flower bed. I was going to say, I could be mixing this up also with, with the, the Australian, Australian one. one. Yeah. Boom. The Australian one is they did definitely dig up the pool area. That's and what I'm mixing it up with. The concrete area that he um, poured. But they're still like for that one, too. They were kind of like, well, but they didn't check this part. Like, why aren't they checking everything? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that was all like connected in my brain. Mm-hmm. Very similar. That's what for me, too. Um, but for the Kristen Smart case... One of the theories is the because at the that point or at some point, I don't know if when she was actually, um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, murdered. Um, I don't know if the parents were the Floreses were separated at that point, but they were shortly after. So there's several properties. That's right. That are involved now. Um, and I think at one of them, they had put in a, fl- like a concrete flower bed, like just all of a sudden, all yeah. of a sudden. So that's, I think something they haven't looked at, but the article that I was reading more recently, they brought up one of the parts of the podcast that I'd forgotten about, but it's so creepy yeah. is that the mom, her property after they were separated, she rented it out. Yeah. And one of the tenants, and this had to have been like shortly after the disappearance, um, she said she would get woken up every morning at 420 <gasps> by a wristwatch. Yes. Alarm. Oh my God. And they were like, Kristen Smart was a lifeguard and that's when she would wake up to go to her lifeguard job. I remember that. Ew, I have all the deepest chills. So it's just like there was so much like circumstantial yeah. evidence, but they could never find her body and they never had like any sort of physical proof that they could get from the few search warrants that they did. So I think that's the most frustrating part about listening to that podcast. It's like, we know, like, how come we can't get like evidence? Well, they could have moved your body too in between or even out of their houses Mm -hmm. or, I mean, so much time like going by. And then, um, that, and I don't have proof of this, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I read it in an article. Mm -hmm. Um, they, 
So the timeline leading up to this arrest, there was a news article saying that there was um, search warrants conducted um, at Paul Flores's house where he now lives, um, which is in San Pedro, California, mm-hmm. the sister's house in Washington, and then the two parents' homes. So there was like a simultaneous multi-state search warrant. I think that was early last year. Like where they just all of a sudden all on the same day were like, boom, we're yes. doing it so they can't move it if the if her body is there. Ooh. Yes, or any sort of evidence. So that I think was the catalyst. And the catalyst for that, I would probably give a lot of credit to Chris Lambert. Right. And, and I mean, because he was in a lot of communication with the sheriffs and detectives. So kind of like on their butts of like, hey, I've talked to all these people. They're saying this. Like, you know, like can this we is look into this? Yeah. Um, but so then from that, the, I would assume came the arrest. So they found something. Mm-hmm. And part of that search warrant um, was they took computers and hard drives and stuff from what I remember reading. And the theory was that they had heard the podcast. And Chris Lambert says that he tried getting statements from them. So they were aware that it was going on. And so the theory is that they were talking to each other about it. Shit. So in theory... I mean, they, shit in a good way. Yeah. So <laughs> in theory, they were, um, you know, like saying things that are incriminating or like, you know, circumstantial evidence type of stuff. Or like they're onto us or something. Yeah. Could be, like, could be don't like, talk to them about this. Don't let like them hear or, you know... They're listening to our phones or mm-hmm. whatever they could possibly be doing. Yeah. I mean, if you're saying anything about it, yeah, then you're like... like why? But then that's the other thing, too, of like that is interesting to me is how they like would have known slash to yeah. get that warrant. You have to have quite a substantial amount of evidence or someone is on the inside and is that's, talking. That's the my sister or that's, the yes, the want the, the mom, the mom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's like chocolate <laughs> chatty and talkative. The mom, the wife, mom. Yes, she could be just sick of it or who knows yeah yeah and so that's i mean first of all i think it would be hard to know that a family member killed someone but you mean like to find out about it or to like hold that information both like yeah. to find out because on at least according to the podcast um he interviews one of the mom's co-workers at the time mm-hmm. and she said that and this is, you know, you can't really necessarily submit this as evidence. Right. But she recalls the mom telling her the day after it come, it come to find out that Kristen went missing, that the mom said, oh, sorry, I didn't get really good sleep. Um, Ruben, the dad, husband, um, he got a phone call in the middle of the night and left. Suspicious. Suspicious. Probably from the sun. (sighs) Yeah. And he had a job of like putting up electrical poles or something in like rural areas. So, and they did have, um, I don't know the legal term, but they did have some sort of legal proceedings that the husband slash dad, um, where some of the family members were on like under oath. Maybe like depositions. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And he was being very evasive about questions of like, what's your job route? And like, what, what area were you working on? And 
like this and that and like how do you get home and yeah all these things and he like wouldn't want to answer because he knew he was being cornered but to me i think that would be a very heavy burden to live with for so long yeah um and it's like whether or not the it's kind of one of those things of like whether the mom actually had direct involvement like as soon as that she had to have put two and two together yeah so my personal opinion is that what you were saying is true is that one of the family members like the fbi i don't even know if the fbi is involved still they were at some point yeah or the local um authorities got to one of the family members and was like look like we're kind of like on to y'all if this is your last chance like as like um what do they call that immunity immunity yeah this is your last chance at immunity we've searched all y'all's homes we now have enough evidence maybe they're like we have enough evidence to even charge you with accessory Mm-hmm. So you're going to testify for us and give us some more of that evidence. That's my. Yeah. Because per- it's like it sucks because we still don't know the exact details of that night. And even like the following time and the body has never been found. So my hope is that at least someone flipped with enough information that the parents of Chris and Smart can have closure yeah and you know bury their daughter and that there is enough evidence to put reuben and what's his name paul paul bring them to justice but in a way that we all feel like yes there is 100 percent chance that this is them because can you imagine doing like then it's like convicting someone who is innocent and then what they've been through mm-hmm. not to say obviously that he's innocent but we still have to follow innocent till proven guilty but still yeah, it's like, I mean, it's got to be good enough to bring him in or else I don't think they would just go for it or else they would have done already. Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's been a long time coming. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's so much stuff that we don't know about as the public because obviously they don't want the criminals to be tipped off. Yeah, slash... Uh, the importance of a impartial jury is going to yeah. be kind of tough. Yeah. Um, Especially when it's local like yeah, that. Yeah, they might have to move it to like a larger like neighboring county or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Dang. Yeah, that's but, really hard. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of we had just done an episode about the power of social media mm-hmm. and solving crimes. And this is like. A fall, kind of like a like adjacent. A, I mean, another example mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. And I, I don't know if I was talking to you about this or my boyfriend, <laughs> where I was like, they already kind of have like a new way of catching people through like genealogy websites. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they should use podcasts and like even like the ID channel or whatever as like ways. Because if you can get like, you know, like the family talking. Like, this is supposedly happening, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that goes into privacy and all that stuff, but it's, like, if you have a suspect in mind, go and make, like, a podcast about it or yeah, something. Yeah, and get them talking, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. I mean, that's where it's, like, First Amendment rights, right? Yeah, like, you can say what you want, but also you, you can't. There's something called... Um, you can't just wiretap someone because well, you want to. That's not what I was going to say, but, yeah, we can't wiretap, but you also can't 
what's the word when you, I'm so bad with words today slash lately when slander, you can't slander someone either, right? You can't like say all these things. I don't think. And then they can take you to court. Yeah. I feel like saying someone's a murderer is probably, there's probably a way to go about it. Yeah. It's like, this is the number one. This is a suspect because or it's maybe, I mean, that's why he was good is that it was, everything's implied. Like you're able to, as a listener, like get out of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And when someone won't talk or defend themselves, I mean, that's what they say, right? The best defense is just not to say anything, which is frustrating because mm-hmm. um, that's how you want them to slip up and whatnot. But another thing is he, Paul Flores was recently arrested for unrelated um, like gun charges. I feel Probably like just too. to get him. So did he say something then? Oh. Or they, they maybe they... Maybe that, I don't know. So the time frame was like the search warrants for all the family, him getting arrested on gun charges and then arrested for murder charges. Well, they probably, I wouldn't doubt if they just wanted to hold him. And so during that search warrant, found something gun related, charged him to keep him close and then was able to do that. I wonder if he was in custody when they decided to arrest him for the other charges. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe that, yeah, like you're saying, it would have been like part of it was that he couldn't leave. Like all the tactics were in place, basically, like legally. Mm -hmm. Of course, people can leave if they want. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like you like make you look way more guilty. Yep. I mean, we're going to find something out when this goes to trial. That's the and we don't have a lot of like, of course, we don't want a lot of cases going to trial because that means people are dying or being murdered. But. For the true crime community, it's nice to know that there's a possible light at the end of the tunnel for justice for such a huge, long-standing case, just like the Golden State Killer. Exactly. Like, so, like, huge, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The the era of getting away with things has hopefully dwindled down. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about a few episodes back, how many... <laughs> murderers are not caught yeah. and that things are still and that was like the discussion about you know being like a an investigator liaison or however mm-hmm. we want to call that like yeah. a junior investigator online sleuth and like these things something's got to change yeah because it can mm-hmm. and just, just you know quote-unquote everyday ordinary people mm-hmm. are kind of proving that if anything enough like attention to it yeah could be all that it needs to spark like you know a new detective or something mm-hmm. to tracking down some leads and people would rather talk to normal people mm-hmm. no offense police officers and investigators <laughs> but typically than them mm-hmm. like they feel more probably comfortable and you know less stress if like stress ends up kind of and that would be a whole other episode we talked about where it's like that possibility of being detectives or like a, what were we calling it? Like the paralegal version of a detective. Mm-hmm. We definitely should read yeah, um, Billy Jensen's book mm-hmm. and then interview him. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's okay. talk about it. Let's do it. We can add that to the list. But that was the update. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. So... Definitely go check out the Your Own Backyard series uh, podcast. 
Oh, and the other one was called Teacher's Pet. I was told oh, yeah, Teacher's the Pet. Australian one. That's like kind of kind of similar. Similar. And there are recent updates to that one too. So go. Ew. I didn't know that. Yeah. We should do another one one day. <laughs> Update part two. Yeah. Yeah. So. So that is the Kristen Smart update. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. For bringing us up to speed. No problem. Can't wait for the trial. We'll maybe have little mini so yeah. updates as it goes along too. Be very Talk interesting. about it. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a great day. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, friend. We want you to be part of our podcast. Share a story, topic, idea, or a question you'd like us to answer, and we'll feature you on the podcast. Send it to us at you'renotparanoid at gmail.com or over on Instagram at you'renotparanoid, and we'll share it on the show. Want to hear your own voice on the episode? Now you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash ynp. Our pod is your pod. Hey, we just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate your support. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support us, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and subscribe to our podcast. Every rating and review helps us grow our podcast and grow our community. Thanks again. Want to know more about us and stay in the loop? Join our YNP listener letter where we will keep you up to date on new episodes, give you access to choose episode topics, and share some behind the scenes. You'll see it in your inbox first. You can join our email list by signing up on our website, www.yourenotparanoid.com. See See you there. there!